dragnet. The Jack Benny program. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. We offer you Escape. Follow Miss Brooks. Suspense. Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Fibber McGee and Molly. The Great Gildersleeve. Radio Theater. In the air. Dedicated to man's imagination, the theater of the mind. You know what our call letters WGN stand for, don't you? WGN Radio Theater. The special three-hour presentation with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right, about eight minutes after 11 p.m. here on the WGN Radio Theater, program 407 in the series. It's July 27th, 2019, and it's a Saturday night. And to my right is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? All good, Carl. What's up? Well, uh, we have classic radio coming your yes, way. We the Six Shooter, starring James Stewart from 1953. Start things off. And then Archie Andrews from 1949. And then Gang Busters from 1948. Shante Garth is in the booth, so it's going to be smooth sailing. And we're going to play our game right now. Is it real or is it ridiculous? All right, let's do it. The celebrity is one of your favorites, Jackie Gleason. Oh, wow. Good one. Yeah. And we are going to give away a desktop indoor weather station brought to you by American Weathermakers. Sounds good. What caller would you like? We're going to go for caller number five. You can call right now at 312-981-7200. Caller now. We'll be right back. We have Leanne on the phone. Hi, Leanne. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm just great. Terrific. We're glad to hear from you. It's a little Jackie Gleason, and that's always fun, right? Hi, Leanne. Yes, it is. Always. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, great, thank you. Terrific. Well, you're already a winner, but we'll have a little fun first. Number one, when you see him pat his stomach on the honeymooners, it's because he forgot a line. Is that real or ridiculous? Ridiculous. Carl? It's real. It's real. That's mm. absolutely true. All right, this is for you, Leanne. Yeah. And this is for me. <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy, but that's what he did. Number two. In 1961, he hosted the game show Think Twice, which only lasted one episode. Real or ridiculous? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Carl, you want to help her out? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys can decide. So whatever Leanne says, I'm agreeing. What do you think, Leanne? Oh, I would say yes. All right, right, we're going to go with yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He did did host a game show that only lasted one episode. It was called You're in the Picture. So I guess it I wasn't know. a winner, no. but he gave it his best. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number three, there's an eight-foot-tall bronze statue of Ralph Cramden in Manhattan. Real or ridiculous? Ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think it would be in Manhattan. I think it would be in like the yeah. Bronx or something like that. Right. So 
I'll say yeah. ridiculous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is in Manhattan. <laughs> that is real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what, though? The great news here, it doesn't matter because you are a big winner on the WGN Radio Theater. You have won the highly coveted desktop indoor weather station brought to you by American Weather Makers Heating and Cooling. They are the 60-Minute Men. You can visit American Weather com. Thank you so much, Leanne. It was so fun to play thank with you. you. Thank you <laughs> very much. You thank too. You. All right. In just a moment, we will be tuning into the six shooter. Want to remind you that we have a text in line. It's 312-981-7200. We love getting your texts. Lisa just loves reading your texts to me. And uh, because Lisa gets the texts, she has that on her uh her side of the uh, council. And Carl could use a little help in the reading department. Yeah, so it works out know, perfectly that right, way. Right, absolutely. Hey, what are you, uh, when you know, all your fleet of cars that you have, yes. uh, what do you do? How do you keep them clean? Do you take them somewhere? Or do you have a someone that um, just you have on staff to keep your cars clean? Or I how does that like work? I would like somebody to detail my cars, but I usually just go through the car wash on the corner. Oh, come on. You yeah. don't you don't have them detailed really nice. I don't. Should all I? your your fleet of your Maybach and your Rolls and I all don't. that kind of stuff. My Lamborghini really should make it <laughs> over there one day. Well, you know the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, I use Renewed Rides and they're at RenewedRides.com. They will actually come out to your house and detail your car. So did you do that? I did it today. I didn't know they yeah. detailed oh Hugo's. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they will. They'll, they will. They'll detail doesn't matter Hugo. what kind of car it is. It could be a 1974 Yugo well, like mine. Then I'm okay. <laughs> um, and they did a great job. And uh, folks, you should check them out. RenewedRides.com. If you ever had your car detailed, they'll come out to you. That's great because yeah. I used to take my car to a place and have to sit around for hours, couple that. hours, and everything. No, they come out to you. You can continue to do whatever you're doing. Do I they was, bring all the materials yep, to your house? Yep. What kinds of things do they bring? Oh, everything. Just everything they need. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Do they have to look at the car first so they know what it no, is, or they just, just have a whole stock full of things? No, they they're wow. they're awesome. So just go to their website, and there's a contact form on there, so you can uh, have them come out to you. Renewed rides. Dot com. Sounds They're fantastic. Good. I just had my car completely detailed. Uh, and didn't it look nice when you were driving in my Yugo today? I, it, it did. Yeah. It did, and now I know it's nice why. nice and clean. It smelled sure, so this nice. This time it was. Right. Some other times, not so fresh. <laughs> well, because I, I, I didn't have it detailed before. Now I did. All right, well, Six Shooter is what we're going to start things off with. Good Western. James Stewart starred as Britt Ponset, Frontier Drifter, and all-around good guy. Premiered. On NBC Radio in 1953, Ponset carried a gray steel six-gun with an unmarked rainbow mother-of-pearl handle. People called them both the six-shooter. Stewart was perfect as the slow-talking maverick who found himself embroiled in other people's problems. And sometimes, Lisa, he had to shoot his way out of those problems. And it was a great Western, but it came too late. only lasted one season. We have all of the episodes from the Six Shooter series, and we have a broadcast for you now. Episode 1 in the series, going back to September 20th, 1953. It's called Jenny. Here is James Stewart in Part 1 now of The Six Shooter. James Stewart as The Six Shooter. (laughs) 
saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl, its handle unmarked. People call them both the six-shooter. Coleman, America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment, and the National Broadcasting Company present James Stewart as the six-shooter, a transcribed series of dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. It was hot that afternoon. A low, crawling kind of heat that seemed to be following us as we rode along. The sun hadn't come out in the morning, but about noon it pushed through the clouds. Boy, it was hot. By four o'clock, when it should have been cooling off, it just seemed hotter than ever. We still had about 15 miles to go before we'd hit Lead Creek. That was where I figured on getting a job helping lay track on that new spur line to Salt Lake City. I nudged Scar on the flank and we headed down a little gully. His ears pricked up and he jerked his head. I wasn't sure whether he'd heard something or just sensed it. You know, with a horse, it's pretty hard to tell where hearing leads off and sensing begins. Ah, what's the matter, boy? Hey! And then I heard it, too. I wheeled Scar off the trail. Went about 20 yards before I saw him. He was lying in the shade of a yellow boulder in a clump of mesquite. Young fella, just lying there. He looked comfortable and relaxed like he was taking a siesta. But he couldn't have been enjoying himself too much, not with a big red stain like that across the front of his shirt. the trouble? Uh, I had a little accident. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. What happened? My horse threw me a couple hours ago. Must have landed on my gun. Went over. <laughs> See, you haven't got any water, have you? Sure, sure, yeah. Lucky you came by, mister. You're a stranger, ain't you? Oh, I'm just passing through. Here, now. I'm not much of a doc. Maybe I can fix a bandage for you for the time being. No, I already fixed one. Here's my shirt tail. Don't seem to be doing much good. Oh, here, let me see if I can tighten it. <laughs> Hold on, now. Uh, uh, you think you can ride? I don't know. You ain't seen my pony. A, a pinto with a half moon on his flank? No, no, I can't say I have. Must have run off. Oh, now, just don't worry about him. My horse will get us into Lead Creek. Lead Creek? Yeah, that's the closest town, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, all right, now, let me give you a hand here. Uh, it ain't no use, mister. No, no, you gotta try. Now, just, just lean your weight on me. I'm never making it. Okay, okay. okay. That's it. There's a cabin. I'm passing miles so wet. 
I might be able to ride that far. Oh, that'd be better than staying here. Uh, now, I'm, uh, I'm gonna lift your feet up. Now, that'll hurt plenty, but once you're in the saddle, you'll be all right. Uh, here we go. There. There we are. I'll take it real slow. I'll walk alongside. There we are. I was it west, you said, huh? Yeah. I sure do appreciate this, mister. I sure want to... He keeled over in the saddle. I managed to keep from sliding out, and we started off. About 15 minutes later, I saw the cabin he'd been talking about, and there wasn't much more than a shack, only two, three rooms, and a couple of acres of fenced-in pasture and a barn. I led Scar up to the front stoop and lifted the young fellow off. He was still unconscious, which was all of the good, of course. Carried him up to the front door and gave it a couple of kicks. Kicked again and he sprung open. Anybody home? Hello? Well, I'll just... There, now you just lay there. I'll try and get some rest. I'll look around. Where? Where? He passed out again. Covered him with a blanket lying across the foot of the cot there. And supper was on the kitchen stove. Beef stew smelled pretty good. I opened the back door. I saw somebody cut up a pile of kindling over near the barn. And whoever it was sure knew how to handle an axe. Uh, <gasps> Where'd you come from? Now, I'm sorry if I frightened you, ma'am. I I knocked on the front door, but I guess you couldn't hear me, huh? I ain't got no handout for tramps. Go on, get out. Well, I, I'm not exactly a tramp, ma'am. Although I'm not blaming you for thinking it. I, I've been riding for quite a spell. Well, what do you want? Well, I, uh, I ran across a fellow a little while ago in a gully just east of here. He'd been shot up. Shot? Yeah, he said his gun went off accidental. He's hurt pretty bad, and since this place of yours was the closest... Where I... is he? Well, I took the liberty of putting him in the cot inside there, so I hope you don't... Oh. Well, she didn't wait even for me to finish. She just marched past me like I wasn't even there. I watched her for a second, and then I followed her into the house. I'd never run into a woman exactly like her before. I, at first, I thought she was a man. You know, the pants, the checkered shirt she was wearing, and the way she chopped up kindling, they, they fooled me. She walked like a man, too. Stiff, square-shouldered. Her eyes, they... Oh, they, they were a woman's eyes, all right. Kind of soft and young and frightened. Yeah... The rest of her had been pretty as her eyes. She'd been a real fine-looking girl. All right, that's the first portion of The Six Shooter from September 20th, 1953, the very first episode in the series called Jenny, starring James Stewart. We'll get back to it in just a few minutes. Hey, Lisa, ever been on a road trip and didn't know where to stop? 
Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. I, like I never going, know where to I stop. I go to Cracker Barrel a lot. Do you? Yeah, I love Cracker Barrel. I'm, I'm but kind you of know, a Chipotle fan. But there's not always a Cracker Barrel. So, you know, and you don't know where to stop. Well, guess what? You can go to a website. Bestoftheinterstate.com is where to find the best destinations and attractions along all U.S. interstates. Head to bestoftheinterstate.com to plan your best road trip yet. Don't guess. Know the best. Bestoftheinterstate.com. Next time you are planning a road trip, before you get in that car or van or truck or, you know, Lisa's Maybach or her limo, she uh, should check uh, bestoftheinterstate.com. That's what I would do next road trip. Then you'll know where I you're going. I would, too. All right. Check it out. Bestoftheinterstate.com. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thanks, David. It is 1136 on a Saturday night. So glad you're joining us for Classic Radio. And uh, tonight we will have the conclusion in just a moment of The Six Shooter. Then it's Archie Andrews, good comedy. And then Gangbusters, uh, good uh, FBI-type program. Uh, James Stewart is starring in this broadcast called Jenny from September 20th, 1953, the very first episode in the series. Here is the conclusion now to The Six Shooter. Take that rag off me while I fix a new bandage. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Ah, it's a shame to tear up a fancy petticoat like that. I got no need for petticoats, mister. Can you turn him on his side? Uh, uh, better. Now, if I can just get the bleeding to stop. You, uh, you know him, ma'am? No. Why should I? Oh, I just thought since he was in your neighborhood. Lots of folks pass by here. That don't mean I know him. I don't know you neither. Oh, oh, sorry. My name's Ponset. Britt Ponset. Ponset. I've heard of you somewhere, haven't I? Mm, no. No, not likely. This is the first time I've been around Lead Creek here. Got a pocket knife? Uh, yeah. Thanks. I enjoyed you doing a real good job on him, you know? Your, uh, your husband off somewhere today? I'm not married. Oh, I... You must get kind of lonely out here all by yourself, doesn't it? I like being alone. I don't want a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, I can't say I blame you. I, I never been much on congregating myself. I, I always sort of like to... Well, you know, that bleeding's letting up a little. All right, I guess I'll be shoving off, man. Uh, when I get into town, I'll send the doctor out here. No. So... No, no, you can't. What I mean is, uh, there is no doctor in Lead Creek. Oh? He m- moved away a couple of years ago. Well, there must be a doc somewhere around these places. No. Not within a hundred miles. I'll have to take care of him myself. Well, maybe I can find somebody to help you. You know, since I brought him in here, I, I sort of I'd feel rather like... do it alone. I'll manage all right. Well, that's mighty decent of you, but I... Him being a stranger, I... All right. Well, so long. Mr. Ponsett? Yes, ma'am? You won't tell the folks in town he's here. Hmm? Well, he's a stranger, like you said. He, he don't concern them, and and I don't want him laughing at me. They'd say, Jenny Garber's finally got herself a man. And if he wasn't unconscious, you'd never have managed it. So, you won't tell him, will you? Well, I, I don't suppose anybody will ask me about him. I... 
Easy, boy. Easy, easy. What are you looking at? Oh, I was just noticing those horses over in the pasture there. Are they both yours? Yes. Yes, they are. Why? No reason. No, I just... That pinto looks like a good animal. Though. What do you call him? His name's Moon, because of the marking on his flank. Looks like a half moon. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Well, I hope the patient doesn't give you too much trouble. All right, sir. Come on. went down, but it didn't cool off much. Maybe when the moon came out, there'd be a little breeze. I've been riding for a couple hours since I left the cabin. Still had five or six miles to go before I hit Lead Creek. We were coming through a narrow canyon when I heard a little rustling sound. First I thought maybe it was that breeze I'd been waiting for. The next thing I knew, I was behind a rock. I wasn't quite sure how I got there. I guess my legs sort of took over without me having to tell him what to do. You ain't got a chance, Ned. We're all around you. Come out from behind those rocks and keep your hands up. Well, I'd be glad to oblige, but I I ain't Ned. I, whoever he is. <laughs> Hold it a minute, Sheriff. Hmm? Oh. Well, looks like we made a little mistake, boys. Uh, you all right, mister? Oh, no serious damage, I guess. Well, sorry to bother you, but uh, what are you doing out here anyway? Well, I was heading for town. I heard there might be some work on the new railroad. Thought I might s- sign up for a spell. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they can always use another man. My name's York. Sheriff Jim York. I'm pleased to meet you, Sheriff. I'm Britt Ponson. Ponson? The fellow they call Six Shooter? Yeah. I didn't know you were in these parts. Boys, meet Britt Ponson. Britt, this is Sam Norville. Howdy. Tom Jackson. Harry Potter. Howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy. Britt's the man who brought in the Phoenix Kid. The kid had the drop on him, too, but he never got a chance to pull the trigger. At least, that's the way folks tell it. Yeah, well, between the doing and the telling, you know, there's apt to be some exaggeration. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm sure glad we run into you tonight. That six-gun of yours may come in handy. Oh? Yeah, we're looking for Ned Landy. That's who we thought you was at first. Mm Mm-hmm, I figure something like that. Now, what's this Landy been up to? Trouble. For the last three months. Hold up, a couple of shooting sprees. Broke into Harry's bank last night and killed Harry's brother. I see. I've taken a posse after him before, but uh, we always seem to lose him in these hills. We'll get him tonight, though. Picked up his trail this morning. Even spotted him for a minute or two on the far side of Devil's Canyon over in the trees. I got off a shot. Thought I'd hit him for sure. But I guess my aim was off. Anyway, he gave us a slip again. Well, what's he look like? Oh, he's young, about uh, 23, I'd say. Short, wiry. Black hair, rides a pinto. Pinto, huh? Mm-hmm. You ain't seen him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have. Yeah? Well, where was he? I left him at a cabin about nine miles back. And uh, your aim was all right this morning, Sheriff. He's carrying a bullet in his stomach. Of course, he said he'd shot himself by accident. The only cabin out this way is Jenny Garber's. That's that's the woman. That's the woman who lived there. You know? Well, come on, boys. Let's go. Ain't you coming too, Britt? Oh, no, you oh, wouldn't need any help, Sheriff. Uh, that landy's not likely to last long enough for you to get him into town, I don't think. Well, we'll get him in all right. Doc will see to that. The doc? What, but I understood sure. the running. Sam here's a doctor. <laughs> At least that's what he's been claiming for the past 20 years. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, just wait a minute, Sheriff. Just hold on. You know, I've, I've changed my mind. I, I think maybe I will ride up there with you.
About an hour and a half after I met up with the sheriff, we came to a little stream trickling down the hill just off the trail. I, I'd, I'd missed it when I passed by before. I hadn't known there was any water around, and Scar hadn't smelled it either, the air being so quiet and everything. Well, we pulled up and gave the horses a chance to get a drink. <laughs> well, I guess there ain't no rush. And that's as bad off as you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it something funny, Sheriff? Well, I was just thinking about Jenny Garber. Oh? <laughs> yep, she's finally got herself a man. <laughs> He's going to be real temporary, though. <laughs> yeah, and if he didn't have a bullet in him, I'll bet he'd take off the first time he got a look at her. <laughs> well, that's Take more than a bullet to keep me there. <laughs> me too, Sheriff. Oh, is there something wrong with Jenny? Well, you've seen her, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. Well? Well, I... I guess she's no beauty. Oh. <laughs> now, that's giving her the benefit of the doubt, Ponson. Now, if you ask me... My horse is better looking. <laughs> oh, you know, Sheriff, now that a lot of plain women seem to get along all right. Better than some of the pretty ones, you know. Well, it ain't just that Jenny's ugly, but she's so darn awkward and big. <laughs> Why, even when she was a little girl living in town, she was always a head taller than any boy her age. And stronger, too. <laughs> well, I guess they've had enough drinkers. You were. Yeah, the thing was, her folks was peculiar about Jenny. Wouldn't admit she was any different from the other girls. Hey, you remember how they used to dress her? <laughs> All those fancy clothes with frills and ribbons. <laughs> what made her look twice as foolish as she would have otherwise. No. <laughs> her father used to break her to parties, too, in his square dances. But uh, he was the only one who ever danced with her. No, sir. I don't think a single boy in town courted her. Not once. Uh, you're you're forgetting Willie Franklin. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Will, Will Franklin? Yeah, yeah. He's quite a cut-up. Made a bet one night with some of the fellas. and said he'd get Jenny to agree to marry him. He took her out in his wagon and proposed. Of course, she said yes. <laughs> but he uh, didn't know that Willie's friends was all hidden in the back of the wagon. <laughs> Leastwise, he didn't know it until they all busted out laughing. <laughs> it was right after that her folks died, wasn't it, Sheriff? Yeah, yeah. That's when she bought this cabin. About uh, five years ago, come to think of it. Well, Jenny can't be more than 25 or 6. Looks a whole lot older, though. Wouldn't you say so, Britt? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not much good at judging ages, especially a woman. Well, there's her place up ahead. Yeah, lamp's still on. She must be up. Sure, she's up all right. First time she ever had a man within touching distance, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, boy, ooh. What's the matter? Well, better leave the horses here and go the rest of the way on foot. Oh, now... Landy's not apt to give you any trouble. Oh, you never can tell. You may be feeling better by now. Yeah, yeah, but not that much. Hey, he's seen us. Didn't waste no time about it, neither. Guess he wasn't as sick as you thought, Britt. Or else he made a mighty fast recovery. We'll never hit him from down here. What do you suppose happened to Jenny? I don't know. I've forgotten about her. He's probably got her half scared to death. Well, we'll have to rush him. Ain't gonna be easy, Sheriff. With this moon, he's sure to spot us. What's well, all we can do? Sam, you and Harry see if you can make it up to the fence over there. Right. You okay? Okay. I'll fire twice. That'll be the signal to close in. Now, hold on a minute, Sheriff. Just, yeah? just hold up here a minute. Now, 
if we go plowing up in front of that cabin, somebody's going to get hurt. Well, what's the matter, Ponsett? You've been shot at before. Well, that doesn't mean exactly I like the idea. And besides, there's another way of getting in that door around back. And there are a couple of trees back there, too. Oh, no, he'll be watching the back door. And that's well, no fool. I know, but it's worth a try, then. All right, I'll go with you. Now, wait a minute. Now, you just let me go alone. One man ain't as apt to be seen. Now, you just keep firing. And if I ain't back in five minutes, well, we'll take him your way, huh? Five minutes. We won't wait no longer. I hunched down low and I started circling toward the rear of the cabin. And there wasn't much cover, just rocks and a couple of scrub pines. Anyway, nobody was shooting at me yet. So far, nobody had seen me. I came up along the side of the barn, and the back door was just, just ahead now. I still had about 20 yards to go. I ran forward, and my foot caught tripped over some of the kindling Jenny had stacked up there in the afternoon. I lay, I lay quiet for a minute. I just waited. Oh, it sounded to me like I'd made enough noise so they could hear it clear down Lead Creek. Now, yeah, yeah, shooting wasn't in my direction. So I got up on my knees and I, I raced for the cabin. I opened up the door. I kept on going. And when I got into the living room, I... I, I I saw I'd figured right. That was on the cot, just where I'd left him. Hadn't moved. It was Jenny who was doing the firing. She swung around. She pointed the revolver at me. Her eyes weren't soft, not anymore. You told him. You brought him here. Oh, I had to, Jenny. I would have taken him away as soon as he was well enough. Why couldn't you let us alone? That killed a man last night, Jenny. I don't care. I don't care what he does. As long as he needs me, I'll stand by him and help him. He needed a hideout, didn't he? He must have been staying here for some time, or his pony wouldn't have had enough sense to come back here with his own accord. They're going to start closing in, Jenny. You're not going to take him away from me. I won't let you. Ned likes me. He told me he likes me. And he's the first person who ever did. Now give me your gun, Jenny. Even if it isn't true. Even if he didn't really mean it. He doesn't laugh at me like the others. He doesn't mind my looks. Everybody said I'd be an old maid. Even my mother said it. But I won't. Not now. Ned'll take me with him. He'll marry me. I know he will. Jenny, listen to me. Don't you understand? I can't let you take him away. No matter what. Not even if I have now, to... Killing me won't help Ned. It's the only way I can keep him. I, I gotta stop you somehow. You and the others out there. Well, there's no way you can keep him, Jenny. He's dead. What? Now turn around. Turn around, look at him. Now, I'm not trying to catch you off guard. Just turn around. He hasn't been breathing, not since I came in. Oh. He loved me. Ned loved me. <laughs> all right, boys, come on in. You all right? got him, huh, Britt? Oh, there he is. I might have known you'd take care of him. No, it wasn't me, Sheriff. It was you. Huh? Your bullock from this afternoon. Well, I'll be darned. I told you I was sure I'd hit him. 
Remember, Tom, I told you. Well, then how come he was able to hold us off just now? Well, he was a tough one to kill. He wouldn't give up. The strain of shooting at us must have finally finished him. Ain't that the way you figured, Britt? Mm. Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, what's the matter with her? Little gunplay bother you, Jenny? Come on, come on, get a hold of this. It's all over now. Yeah. Sure is funny how women are scared of gunfire. Every one of them. Even Jenny. Well, it just goes to show you that underneath, they're all pretty much alike. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they are. Well, I... Nat was buried the next day, and... There was one bunch of flowers at the funeral, wild daisies. Folks just couldn't figure out who sent them. And, uh, you know, they, they tell me that it was right about then that Jenny Garver started acting different. Oh, I don't mean she got pretty or anything like that, but uh, she did seem more confident. She just seemed a little more sure of herself. People said if they didn't know better, they'd swear that a man had something to do with the way she changed. But, of course, they all knew better. Coleman, America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment, have presented James Stewart as the six-shooter. And heard in the cast were D.J. Thompson, Jess Kirkpatrick, George Neese, and Harry Bartell. The entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Hal Gibney speaking. That's the sixth shooter from September 20th, 1953. The very first broadcast from the series called Jenny. That stars James Stewart. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. Do you have a federal student loan debt? Kaplan Law Firm has the secret to lowering your monthly payment and eliminating thousands of dollars in federal student loan debt. If you work in the public sector, are a fireman, police officer, doctor, or nurse, you're likely qualified for thousands of dollars of forgiveness of your federal student loans. Not in the public sector, Kaplan Law firm can still help to reduce your monthly student loan payments. Give Ray Kaplan a call at 312-294-8989 or visit financialrelief.com. What happens if you're a radio announcer? Can I you, qualify? I am positive that Ray Kaplan can can help you. Really? Yep. You should give him a call. Get rid of my student loans. That's right. Yours or your children's, <laughs> one or the other. Well, you know, all that studying to be an astronaut... It really All took up a years, lot of space, it did. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I took up a lot of space. Oh, you did. It did. We all I did. did. Yeah. I took up a lot of space. You still in take up a lot of space. I know it. <laughs> uh, all right. That's hour one. We have two more hours, though. We're going to be here for two more hours, Lisa. We till, sure are. We'll be here till two o'clock in the morning playing all your favorite classic be radio here until shows. You drive me home. That's true. Um, <laughs> Archie Andrews is coming your way next. Bob Hastings starring as 
uh, comic, uh, kind of, they were in the comics, Archie Comics, and it made a transition to radio. There was uh, also, there's also a television show right now, Riverdale, yes. that is based on all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then Gang Busters in Hour 3. So lots more coming your way right here on the WGN Radio Theater. Really quickly, want to remind everybody that this show is brought to you in part by the Classic Radio Club. We would love it if you check it out. Go to our website, ClassicRadioClub.com. If you're a fan of the golden age of radio, this is the club for you. You can get 10 of the best quality and the best shows from the golden age of radio every month sent to your home, either on CD or on uh, digital downloads. It's all there, ClassicRadioClub.com, right, Lisa? I do. I Yes, I love the digital download, so I have fun with that. Mike likes the CDs. I yep. like both. Every month. <laughs> <laughs> you like to get the CDs and the downloads. It's like, hey, Mikey, he likes it. Mikey likes everything. Um, yeah, you know, some people love CDs. They want the CDs, so we offer... These 10 classic radio shows each month on five CDs in a collector case with really nice color pictures, and it's really cool. And then uh, you get liner notes as well. Other well, people, I still get the liner notes. Yeah, so you do. I'm, you get the liner notes, too. I'm happy to get all the information, and I just uh, store it on my computer, so yep. it takes up no space yep. that way. Y- yeah, when the digital downloads come to you, there's a PDF, too, so you click that, and it's all the stuff that I write about each of the shows. But there's two ways to join. Join the uh, CD membership or join the digital download membership. And it is all there. In fact, the first month, it's only $1 to join. Just go to ClassicRadioClub.com. We'd love you to be a member like hundreds and hundreds of your fellow listeners. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right. Welcome back. Hour 2. Thanks, David. All right, it is uh, time for uh, Hour 2 of the WGN Radio Theater here at midnight. Well, I clearly have you in my brain because I chose another one of your you favorites. You have a brain? I said your brain. Oh. I'm talking about my brain. <laughs> oh, no, I did say my brain. Well, we showed your brain last week. Yes, we did. We had a picture of it's Lisa's awesome brain. Too, yeah, it had it? a lot of grooves in it. It's very groovy. I'm <laughs> pretty very groovy. Very groovy uh, brain. For, <laughs> for a really ridiculous, I chose Amy Poehler, another one of your favorites. Oh, wow. That's yes. nice. Well, in this hour, Archie Andrews. Don't forget about that. Then oh, in our third hour, it's Gangbusters. But it's time to play our game. Is it real or is it ridiculous? Brought to you by Cat's Pride. Amy Poehler and, Amy Poehler, uh, and the win? prize will be the desktop indoor weather station brought to you by American Weathermakers. How many callers would you like? We want a lot of callers. Yeah. We want six callers. Caller six. Caller wow. six. It's a good number. Right. 312-981-7200. Call right now. Oh, we're back. This week on Chicago's Best, have no fear. The Chicago's Best team has great food and great beer. Chicago's Best Brew Pubs, Sunday night at 10 on WGN-TV. I was so occupied with playing, um, you know, all these, like, uh, sounds. <laughs> was that the sound you were playing? I thought it was a different one. No, I love this thing, Gosh. I know you do. $9.99. I did not. That is not correct. This was my correct. birthday present from Lisa. Okay, wait. Both of those things were incorrect. Not, not the biggest spender. Wait a second. Let's just clarify. It was not nine ninety nine. It was nineteen ninety nine. First of all. Second of all, it was not it was your on birthday. It was sale for $9.99. It was not though. on sale. Yeah. And second of all, it was not your birthday. It was Christmas. Not exactly the biggest spender. But I put it inside my, of a Lululemon bag. Here. Okay, he forgot the other part. 
The Lululemon bag. But, I, but you know what? It doesn't matter what you spent on it. I Clearly like it. it does. <laughs> that sound I don't like. Whatever. That I, one's fine. I, I like the kid this crying. It's, it's really grating. cool. It's called the Sound Bites. I'll have to get you another one this Christmas because by then the batteries will be out and you can't yeah. replace them. Well, Bruce is on the phone. Hey, Bruce. What's going on? Hi, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? We're doing good, buddy. All right, we got distracted. Bruce, you ready to do a little Amy Poehler, Really Ridiculous? Sure. All right, we've got a great lifeline over here for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number one, Amy Poehler has the rare distinction of being in two movies that opened on the same day, Mean Girls and Envy. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll say uh, true. Real. It's real. That is absolutely correct. Okay. Number two. In 2011, she was included on Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World. Oh, this is one of those things that I never <laughs> understand anyway. Um, I know. I, I have, uh, I'll say real. 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 Okay, number three. You're a good guesser, Bruce, since you don't good? know. It's like, I don't know, but I'll guess. Yes. No, I know what you're saying. Sometimes it's hard to understand those lists. Number three. In 2014, she won the Golden Globe for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for Parks and Recreation. Real or ridiculous? All right, we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go for real. Real. Real it is. <laughs> wow, you guys are a good team. I'll say. I'll say. Well, you know what? You are the winner, Bruce. You have won the desktop indoor weather station brought to you by American Weathermakers Heating and Cooling. They are the 60-minute men. Visit AmericanWeathermakers.com. Congratulations. You are going to love your weather station. I love mine, so I know you'll love it, too. Thanks. i got to run out and get a lotto ticket before that, I, my that's right. That's right. Before your luck runs out. Way to out. go, buddy. Good job. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank thanks. you. Thanks, Bruce. All right. He's a big winner. And don't forget, folks, text us. We love getting your text, 312-981-7200. And if you've never texted us, why haven't you? You're listening to the show. I'm waiting You're for your text right now. every week listening to the show. We're here in the studio at uh, WGN, and uh, we love when... Our listeners text us. So come on, text us 312-981-7200. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm waiting for your text. I, I've got with bated breath, as Carl would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the adventures of Archie Andrews. This was a teenage sitcom adapted from the very popular comic strip by Bob Montana. Came to NBC radio in 1943, lasted for 11 seasons all the way to 1953. And for a time, it was sponsored by Swift Premium sausage which is something lisa loves to eat every morning with her breakfast she's such a big meat eater at lisa wolf um and archie uh, was the only child of marion fred andrews he lived in riverdale and he attended riverdale high his two main uh, crushes were veronica lodge and betty cooper his best friend was jughead jones and uh, Charles Mullen was radio's first Archie Andrews, then Jack Rimes and Bert Boyar. And then Bob Hastings played the role the longest. And we have a Bob Hastings episode for you now from August 24th, 1949. This is called Trying to Go Fishing. Here's part one of Archie Andrews. This is Archie. Come over right away. I can't, Archie. I'm making myself a Kraft chocolate malty. But, Jug, it's a matter of life or death. 
Aw, oh, relax, Archie. Relax! Yes, here he is again, the youngster millions of readers of Archie Comics magazine, known and loved so well. Transcribed and brought to you by three wonderful products of the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft Dairy Fresh Caramels, Kraft Chocolate-Flavored Malted Milk, and Kraft Famous Ice Cream Mix Frizz. Yes, here's Archie Andrews, known as Jane! And now for our weekly visit to Riverdale. It's Saturday morning as we look in on the Andrews home, and we find Mr. Andrews seated in the living room reading his newspaper. Let's see now. <laughs> you gotta see what's in on television. You gotta see the fishing. Hey, what do you know about that? Oh, Mary! Mary! Yes, Fred, are you calling me? Yes, dear. Mary, guess what I'm going to do this afternoon? Fall asleep on the couch. You're absolutely right. I use Mary, no! I'm not going to fall asleep on the couch. If I do any falling asleep, it'll be out at the river. Out at the river? That's right, at the river. Because I, my dear, am going fishing. Fishing? Fred, what brought this up? This article in the paper says the big ones are biting out at the river. And I just remembered I haven't done any fishing at all this summer. Well, that's right. You haven't. And I think it'll do me good to get out and spend a nice, quiet afternoon at fishing. Fresh air and sunshine, relaxation. Fred, you're absolutely right. Yep. It'll do you a world of good. When are you going? Just as soon as I can get my fishing tackle together. All right. I'll make some sandwiches for you to take along for lunch. Wonderful. And I'll dig out my fishing rod. I'll make the sandwiches right now. Good. Yes, sir. Been a long time since I've been out there waving a hook at those fish. Just get the old fishing rod out of this closet and, uh... Huh. It's funny. Fishing rod isn't in here. Oh, Mary! Yes, dear? Have you seen my fishing rod? Well? I said, have you seen... Dad. Oh, hello, Archie. I said, have you... How's the boy today, Dad? Fine, thanks. I said, have you... Swell day, isn't it, Dad? It's lovely. I said, have you... It's the nicest day we've had this week. Archie, all right, so it's a nice day. But I am trying to talk to your mother. Do you mind? She was, Dad. I don't mind. Thank you. You're welcome. Archie! Okay, Dad, okay. Okay. Mary, I said, have you seen my fishing rod? Your fishing rod? Well, have you looked in the hall closet? Yes, Mary, I looked in the hall closet, and it isn't there. You know, Dad, I think I saw it up in the attic. You did? Oh, no, Archie, I was up there yesterday, and I didn't see it there. I think it's down in the basement. It is? Oh, no, Mom, I was working down there the other day, and I didn't see it there. Maybe it's out in the garage. No, Archie, I cleaned out the garage last week, and it wasn't there. Hmm. Well, Fred, where could it be? Mary, I don't know. But I can see one thing. If I'm going to do any fishing today, I'm going to have to do a little hunting first. And now, back to the Andrews, who are busily searching for Mr. Andrews' fishing rod. Fred, did you find it? No, Mary, I didn't. Did you find it, Archie? No, Dad, and I looked in my room, your room, the guest room, and all the upstairs closets. Oh, dear, and I looked in the attic and in all the rooms and closets down here. And I looked in the basement and in the garage. 
Sid, where on earth could it be? Mary, if I knew, I wouldn't be playing fishing rod, fishing rod, who's got the fishing rod? <laughs> Gee whiz, I just remembered. Just remembered what? About your fishing rod, Dad. It's at Jughead's house. Oh, well, all right. I thought perhaps it was you at whose house? Jughead's. Archie, what is my fishing rod doing at Jughead's house? Well, I loaned it to his Uncle Herman a few weeks ago, and he never brought it back. Oh, fine. Archie, what right did you have to now, lend... Now, Fred, there was nothing wrong with lending your fishing rod. You hardly ever use it. But I... Just call up Jughead, have him bring the rod back, and then you can go fishing. But I... Boom me. All right, Mary... But the boy still had no right to lend that rod without asking my permission. I'm sorry, Dad. I should hope so. Now get Jughead on the phone and tell him to get over here with that rod in a hurry. Okay, Dad, I will. Well. Operator, get me Riverdale 479, please. I sure hope he's home. He better be. Now, Fred. Hello? Hello, Jughead. This is Archie. Oh, hi, Archie. Listen, Jug, do you remember when you borrowed my father's fishing rod so you and your Uncle Herman could go fishing a few weeks ago? Yeah. Well, you never returned the rod, and my father wants it to go fishing. What for? He won't catch anything. <laughs> yes, Jug, but he just... He just wa- get all sunburned mosquito bit. Jug, I just... buy fish cheaper down at the market. Jug, head all right. But my father still wants to go fishing, whether you think he'll catch anything or not. So bring that rod over here right away. Okay, Archie. Okay. Is he coming over? Yeah, Dad. He said he'd be right here. Good. There. You see, Fred, I told you there was nothing to get so excited about. He'll be here in no time. I hope so. Of course he will. Now, I better finish making your sandwiches. All right, dear. Now, let me see. All I have to do is get my creel and my boots and some hooks, and I'll be all set to go fishing. What are you going to use for bait, Dad? Bait? Oh, good grief. I forgot all about that. Got to have some bait, don't I? Oh, you sure do, Dad. Unless you're just going fishing to catch a cold. <laughs> catch a cold. <laughs> Wasn't funny, huh? No, Archie, not very funny. Now, listen, here's what I want you to do. Yeah? I want you to go out in the backyard and catch some grasshoppers. Sure, Dad. I... Grasshoppers? Dad, what do you want grasshoppers for? Not to teach me how to jump. <laughs> I want them for bait. Bait? Dad, who ever heard of grasshoppers for bait? Archie, any fisherman who knows what he's doing knows that at this time of year, grasshoppers are the finest bait you can think of. Besides, they're a lot easier to catch than digging for worms. But, Dad, I don't want to go catching grasshoppers. Archie, don't argue. I'll pay you a nickel a grasshopper. But, Dad, I do... You will? Yes, I will. But I want a nice big one. Gee whiz, okay, Dad, I'll go catch some right now. Gee whiz, a nickel apiece for all the grasshoppers. Gee whiz. Well, that solves the bait problem. Now I better get my creel out of the closet. And something tells me I'll come home tonight with that creel loaded with whoppers. Yes, sir, I... I... Yeah. Oh, fine. No creel. Mary! Yes, dear? Where's my creel? Where's your what? creel. Thought it was in this closet, but it isn't. Fred, what on earth's a creel? Mary, a creel is a small wicker basket that I wear on a strap over my shoulder, and when I catch a fish, I put it in there. Oh, is that a creel? Yes, that's a creel. I loaned that to Mr. Cooper. Loaned it to Mr. Cooper? Mary, when did you lend my creel to Mr. Cooper? A few weeks ago. He was going fishing, and he couldn't find his creel, so he stopped by here and asked if he could borrow yours. And you said yes. Well, Fred, of course. What's the harm in his borrowing your creel? Mary, there is no harm in Mr. Cooper borrowing my creel. 
and there was no harm in Jughead's Uncle Herman borrowing my fishing rod. But what am I running here, a sporting goods store? But I think... When I want to go fishing, I want to go fishing. I don't want to start running all over town getting my own equipment back. Fred Andrews, for pity's sake, stop being so dramatic. Right. You don't have to run all over town. So far, you haven't set foot out of this room. But I... All you have to do is call Mr. Cooper up, and I'm sure he'll be glad to bring your creel right over. It's just next door. Oh, me. All right, Mary, all right. I'll call Mr. Cooper. All right. But I never saw anyone get so excited over nothing. 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 Mary, you call that nothing? Wife, I... Dummy, what's the use? You can't argue with a woman. Operator, get me Riverdale 674. Never saw anyone get so excited over nothing, she says. Sometimes I... Hello, Betty. This is Mr. Andrews. May I speak to your father? Oh, he isn't home, Mr. Andrews. Isn't home? Well, he has something of mine that I need right away. Oh, well, what is it? A creel. That's right, Betty. He borrowed it a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago? Oh, when he went fishing! Yes, Betty, that's usually when you borrow a creel. So would you mind... Oh, bring... sure, I remember Mr. Andrews, and golly, was he ever lucky that day. Yes, but would he you bring... He caught more fish than I ever saw before. Yes, but would you Three bring... big ones. Chris, would you we bring... We had them for supper, and they were delicious. Betty! Yes, Mr. Andrews? Your father's fishing triumphs are very interesting. But if you don't mind, I'd rather try my own luck than hear about his. So would you please bring my creel over here? Oh, golly, sure, Mr. Andrews. I'll bring it right over. All right, Betty. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Mr. Andrews. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, that Betty. Sometimes I think she's as bad as... Oh, great. Now what? Hello. Oh, good grief. Jughead. What'd you expect? Willie the Whale? <laughs> no, Jughead, I did not expect Willie the Whale or you either. Come in. I brought you fishing rod. Oh, good. Thanks, Jughead. My I... Uncle Herman says thanks a lot. It's all right, Jughead. He Jug... sure had good luck with it. Yes, he Jug... caught dozens and dozens of fish. Yes, Jug, I... I never saw such beauty. Some were as big as this. <laughs> Jug, I... And they were delicious. We had them for supper. Jughead, all right. So everybody in town has had great luck with my fishing equipment. But why do I have to stand here and listen to it? Well, why don't you go fishing? I... <laughs> oh, me. Jughead, it so happens that's what I'm Dad, trying I to... One. I got one. I got one. Oh, fine, Archie. Hi, I... Jug, gee whiz, Dad. Isn't this a swell grasshopper? Isn't it a beauty? Isn't it a lulu? Looks just like my Uncle Herman. Jughead, be quiet. <laughs> and Archie, look. That is undoubtedly the loveliest, most beautiful specimen of grasshopper ever brought into captivity. Uh, but will you please quit waving it around and go put it in a jar or something? Fred, here are your sandwiches. I j oh, hello, Jughead. Hello, Mrs. Andrews. Isn't this a beautiful grasshopper, Mom? Archie, <laughs> take it away! Well, gee, get it out of here! Mary, I don't It'll see. get loose and you'll never catch it. Mary, I don't Get in the food or in our bed or something. Mary! <laughs> will you stop getting hysterical over a harmless little grasshopper? Well, wouldn't you get hysterical if Archie shoved that grasshopper right under your nose? He did and I didn't. <laughs> stop getting so excited over nothing. Fred, it's not nothing. And what's he doing with a grasshopper in here anyway? It's bait. Bait? For fishing? Yes, for fishing. Oh, for pity's sake. Fred, I'll certainly be happier when you actually get started on that fishing trip. Mary, believe me, so will I. But I'll never get started if I have to stop and argue with everybody around here. I'm not arguing. Jug, be quiet. 
<laughs> well, I'll go get a box for you to keep your sandwiches in. <sighs> well, I'm glad that's settled. Now, I better find my fishing boots or I'll never get out of here. Fishing boots? Yes, Archie, my high wading boots. At least I know where they are, in the closet. Just saw them there. Dad. Yes, Archie? You remember the other day when it was raining so hard? Yes. And I couldn't find my rubbers? Yes. And I had to run over to Betty's? Yes. And you said I could wear your fishing boots? Yes. Well, while I was running, I split one of them. Well, good. I always use split one of them. Archie, you didn't. Uh-huh. Oh, good grief, Archie. How am I going to go fishing in no wading boots? If you stay in shallow water, you can use my galoshes. Doug, be quiet. Gee, was no, I... that I know. No what? Veronica's father has a beautiful pair of new wading boots. Yeah, but what good does that do me? He does? Uh-huh. And I bet if I called Veronica, she'd lend me her father's boots. Well, now, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Call her right now, Archie. Okay, Dad. Operator, get me Riverdale 318, please. I hope Veronica's home, Dad. Uh-huh. I wouldn't Hello? want to... Hello? Hello, Veronica. This is Archie. Oh. Hello, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because you can hear the studio audience you know it was a bunch of kids in the studio audience for these shows because they it was a kids show i mean it, i mean it was like a teenage show i think that's what riverdale is right now isn't that oh yeah kind of appeals it's to a drama crowd. it's a there's murder it's a murder mystery type of thing it's not a comedy at all no. but it is aimed at teens yeah um Really interesting how you can take characters and um, play them different ways, as Riverdale does. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Archie Andrews from 1949. More after these words. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Roger looks like a red M&M up there in the camera. So well, he's wearing red, but where's the, the M&M camera? part? Well, his body looks like a... What, like an M&M. what, what are you talking about? <laughs> they don't melt in your uh, hands, though. That's a good thing about them. <laughs> about M&M's? <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, M&M's I love, are good frozen. I love, I love M&M's. They're really yeah. good frozen. I like the peanut ones. I just like the plain chocolate, but did you ever try eating them from the freezer? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. Those are good? It's better Still that the way. best candy in the world is a Chunky. Right, Roger? You like Chunkies? Chunky. Do you like a Chunky? I like Chunky. Oh, Chunkies are the best. What's what's my favorite, Carl? I know. Um, What's your favorite? You like lip licorice, don't you? Not that much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You like dark chocolate? I do. All right. I like Junior Mints. Oh, those are right. Oh, Junior Mints are so good. Very good. Those are good. Yeah. Not I, good. I, I got to go to the candy store again for you guys. It's oh, been a while. <laughs> Chunky, Roger. Well, you did also, a nice job of bringing You know what else is really delicious good? What? Little tiny cookies. Tonight. Raisinets are good. Those are the yeah, worst. Sure. Love raisinets. Oh, they're great. Raisins and chocolate. And you know what? No. Dark Ra- chocolate raisinets. Never had that. No. They're very healthy. Raisinets, like cold, are good, too. You no, know? I mean frozen. And then you know cold. what's the second best candy in the world? All right, the third best after yeah, you're already at one a turtle. You know what a turtle is? Yeah, or a pixie? of course we know what the turtle. Okay, well, are. sometimes they call them pixies. Sometimes yeah. they call them turtles. Um, it's like Smith Smythe. Did I not bring you those from Florida when I they went on vacation? Were amazing. So I mean, next time I just you like go on vacation, Fannie Mae turtles. They're amazing. I mm-hmm. love those. 
But uh, now that you've made the entire audience gosh, hungry for candy, man. right? We're all Love drooling. I know. Oh, really? How did we get on that? Oh, because I called you an M M&M. and <laughs> 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 Oh man! Hey, you know what, Roger? Well, say um, what? Are you Carl? getting ready for the cruise? Are you going to? You said you'd carry our bags for a cabin. Um, yeah, I would carry them. Are they going to throw <laughs> me off the boat before it takes you know off? What? Though? His bags are so heavy, you won't even be able to lift them. The bags under so his much. eyes are pretty heavy, too. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, August 1st, mm-hmm. 2020, yeah, look at we that. are setting sail for Bermuda out of New York City, and a whole bunch of our listeners are going to go with. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun, right, Lisa? It sure is. We are going on Oceana Cruises, which is a really, really, you know... Fancy, it's dan- fancy dancing, hoity 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 cruise line. You know why? Which because fits. we know how to do it right, <laughs> which fits nothing. <laughs> Don't go there. This is hoity toity. It fits nothing. But we got a really great price. So why wouldn't, shouldn't we get the best of the best? We got a huge group rate. At a great savings. At a, at a huge group rate savings. Savings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are going to go to Bermuda and we're going to go, um, uh, the ship is called Insignia. It's seven nights, like you said, August 1st of 20. 2020. And, um, you know, Bermuda's a really interesting place. I've done a little bit of research of on there. I've never been there Very before, cool. but there's a lot to do, a lot to see there. And there's so much to do on the ship. You can, you know, choose to do these shore excursions. I'll be in the casino. Or you can, you know, you can choose to stay back and, and hang out at the pool or the spa or the sauna or the casino or one of the many uh, open seating restaurants or the fitness center or the lounges. You can go to the lounge, you can hang at the casino, or you could just hang Hang out at the uh, pool and get us spray tan before you well, leave. Well, we're going to start things off with like a <laughs> cocktail party to get to know each other. Oh, I out. already know you We're planning. going to, uh, with our listeners, we're going to eat <laughs> every uh, single night with you guys. It'll be fun. We'll, um, I'm not, uh, you know, I kind of can be a messy eater, though. You might not want to sit right next to me. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be across the room, don't worry. Um, And we're going to just hang with all of our listeners and just have a lot of fun. And then we're going to have a reenactment, uh, radio reenactment, so you can be in a radio uh, broadcast. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so this is a real... Trivia contest. This is a real dual purpose. We're going to, you know, set sail and relax and have fun, and we're also going to have a lot of time to just be with our listeners and uh, get to know each other and just, you know, have a great time. Yeah, so come sail with us. Yeah, we really like... Like come too. sail come away, sail away, come, come sail away, come and me. sail away with me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is through Keen Luxury Travel. They are travel agents. It's K-E-E-N-E, Luxury Travel. I'll give you their phone number. It's 800-856-1155. Or you can visit WGNRadioTheater.com. And you can click through until you find the cruise banner. Yeah. Click right on the banner. It'll give you, uh, take you just info. to the right place. Give the 800 number one more time. Sure. 800-856-1155. Look into it, folks. We'd love you to be with us when we go to Bermuda, August 1st, uh, next year. Next year. A so year from About August. a year from now. Yeah. 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 Very cool. All right. So uh, cruise with us. Now, let's uh, tune in to the conclusion to Archie Andrews. <laughs> Oh, fine. Are you all our chickens? Oh, great. It's awful good to hear your voice, Archie. 
Archie, if something's tickling you, scratch it. <laughs> Ask her about the boots. Oh, okay, Dad, okay. Veronica. Yes, Archie? Veronica, could I borrow your father's fishing boots for my father? Fishing boots? Why, of course, Archie. I'll bring them right over. Okay, Veronica. Thanks a million. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Archie. What'd she say, Archie? Oh, she said she'd bring them right over. Oh, that's fine, fine. Now, as soon as Betty gets here with that creel and Veronica brings the boots over, maybe I'll get to go fishing yet. So you go on out and catch some more of those grasshoppers so I can have them... Here's a shoebox. Shoebox? Mary, what do I need a shoebox for? To put those sandwiches in. What sandwiches? The sandwiches I made for you to take along on your fishing trip, of course. Mary, I know that, but where are they? Where are they? Fred, I put them down right... Jughead. That means Andrew? Jughead, what are you eating? Sandwich and good soup. Oh, great. Gee whiz, Jughead, that's my father's sandwich. It was. <laughs> Jughead, do you mean to say you just saw some sandwiches and helped yourself to them? I thought that's what they were there for. Oh, for pity's sake. Jughead, you might have... Now, now, Mary, asked... don't start crying over spilled sandwiches. He's eaten them and there's not much we can do about it. I don't want to waste time while you lecture Jughead on his manners. Just make me some more sandwiches. I want to go fishing. All right, Fred, all right. I'll make some more, but see that nobody eats them this time. Well, this time, put them where Jughead won't get them. Gee, I'm sorry, Mr. Andrews. Jughead, it's all right. But for Pete's sake, you and Archie, go on out and catch me some more grasshoppers, or I'll never get started on that trip. Okay, Dad, come on, Jughead. I am, I am. Oh, that Jughead. Sometimes I wonder if he isn't the first cousin to... Oh, no. Isn't that thing ever going to stop ringing? Hello, Mr. Andrews. I, oh, hello, Mr. Warren. Come in. Thanks, Mr. Andrews. Say, what's the shoebox for? Huh? Oh, this? Yeah. Well, I'm theoretically going on a little fishing trip this afternoon, Mr. Warren, mm -hmm. and my wife is theoretically making me some sandwiches for lunch on the trip, mm -hmm. and the sandwiches are theoretically going into this shoebox. Oh, I see. Well, I have a great suggestion, Mr. Andrews, and there's nothing theoretical about it. For catching fish? No, for putting the finishing touches to the perfect lunch. What's that? Just have Mrs. Andrews put in plenty of those luscious, craft, dairy-fresh caramels for dessert. Mmm, that's not a bad idea. You bet it isn't. <laughs> those tasty, tantalizing craft caramels make a grand dessert. They're ideal for a box lunch. Yeah, you're right. Of course I am. Yep. Pack a couple of the six-piece bars or the big, economical one-pound bag in with the lunch... And you'll have a real taste treat waiting for you. Mm -mm. And especially on a fishing trip, Mr. Andrews, Damn. Kraft Dairy Fresh Caramels will give you all the quick energy and nutrition you need to pull in the big ones. Yep. That's because they're not only good, but good for you. Made with fresh sweet milk and the finest ingredients money can buy. Oh, yeah, I know. So be sure to tell Mrs. Andrews that you want some of those bite-sized, chewy, soft Kraft Dairy Fresh Caramels. The candy treat that can't be beat. Mr. Warren, I'll do that right now. All right, Mr. Andrews, I'll run along now. And uh, good fishing to you. Thanks, Mr. Warren. Boy, that was a good idea. I'll tell Mary about it. Oh, great. Now what? Hello, Mr. Andrews. I brought the Creole. Oh, Betty, good. I'm glad you... You... You, uh... Betty, is that it? Uh-huh. Here you are, Mr. Andrews. Betty... Yes, Mr. Andrews? Betty, I don't mean to confuse you, but this is not a creel. It isn't? No, Betty, this is a reel. A reel? Uh-huh, Betty, a reel. And you wanted a creel? Yes, Betty, a creel. 
<laughs> and a real's not the same as a creole? No, Betty. <laughs> a real is not a creole. <laughs> Golly. Somehow I still feel a real's really a creole. Oh, no. Betty, look. I can't help how you feel, but a real is made of steel. <laughs> and a real is a deal to hold a trout or an eel. An eel? Golly, who'd make a meal of an eel? Oh, no. Betty, look. This is my last appeal to stop talking about reels, creels, and eels before I start to squeal. Okay, Mr. Andrews, I won't say another word. I'll take this creel home and bring back a reel. Oh, great, buddy. You got it backwards. You'll take this reel home and bring me a creel. Creel, reel? What's the difference as long as I bring back the gadget you want? Well, you got something there, but hurry up. I want to get started on my trip. Okay, Mr. Andrews, I'll be right back. Oh, that Betty. <laughs> Say, I better check the reel on that fishing pole, make sure it's in good shape. Let me see now. I, you're great, great. Just look at that line, all snarled up. Good thing I decided to check it. I Mr. never... Andrews? Yes, Jughead? Why you want to know how many grasshoppers you want him to catch? Oh, great. As many as he can, Jughead. But, uh, Jughead? Yes? Just what did your Uncle Herman use this reel for? Catching sea serpents? Why? Is it broken? No, Jughead, but the line is not only all snarled up, but it's wound on crooked. Oh, that. I guess I did that. You did? Uh-huh. After my Uncle Herman got back from fishing, I used the line to fly my kite. Oh, no. <laughs> Jughead, how could you be so dumb? It was easy. Jughead, never mind the joke. <laughs> I better just get to work and unravel this line or I'll never get going. I know a good way to fix it, Mr. Andrews. What is the good way? Well, I'll hold one end of the line while you walk back into the living room until you have it all straightened out and then you reel it in again. Well, Jughead, that's not a bad idea. Here, you hold the line while I back up and unwind it. Okay. Good. Now hold it tight. I will. All right. Now I'll back up. Careful of that table, Mr. Andrews. I see it, Jughead. Careful of that chair, Mr. Andrews. Yeah, I see it. Look out for the lamp, Mr. Andrews. I see it, Jug. Well, there we are, Jughead. Got the line all stretched out straight. You see, I told you it was a good idea. Yeah, it was. Now, you just hold the line taut while I reel it in, and everything will be oh, open. Oh, Dad, what happened to Jughead? Oh, Jughead! Ah! 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 Oh! <laughs> Archie, I told you to look out. Did you hurt yourself? I sure didn't do myself any good. Oh, my nose. Gee whiz, didn't you see the line, Archie? I sure didn't. And, and what's the line doing there anyway? Archie, you know, I'm I... trying to catch grasshoppers for your dad, and then you trip me up with a line. Archie, my I... nose feels like it's broken. What feels like it's broken? My nose. Your nose? <laughs> Archie, what happened to your nose? He sat on it. Just be quiet. <laughs> oh, my nose. Now, now, Archie, take your hand away from it and let me see it. Okay. But it sure hurts. Oh, dear, it's all swollen. Fred, I better call the doctor. Doctor, just because he bumped his nose? Mom, I don't need a doctor. I just Archie, need... you keep out of this. Fred, it may be just a bump, as you say, but maybe it's broken. Mary, his nose isn't broken. He just... Fred, I just want to make sure a broken nose is a serious thing. Sure. He's got to do a lot of smelling with that nose. Don't be quiet. <laughs> Mary, I'll I... I'll call the doctor right now. Mary, you're making a mountain out of a nose. I... Oh, great. Jughead, will you answer that bell? Okay, Mr. Andrews. Gee whiz, Dad. Maybe my nose is broken. It's wobbling. Archie, your nose always wobbled. 
And it isn't Mr. any... Veronica, Mr. Andrews. Oh, fine. Hello, Veronica. Hello, Mr. Andrews. I brought the wading boots. My goodness, Archie, why are you holding your nose? Because I just fell on it. Fred, I called the doctor and he said he'd be right over it. Oh, hello, Veronica. Hello, Mrs. Andrews. Mary, I tell you, there was no reason to call the doctor for a little... Oh, dear. Jughead, answer that, please. Okay, Mrs. Andrews. How did Archie fall on his nose? He tripped over my fishing line, Veronica, and broke it in half. His nose? No, my fishing line. No, Fred, is this any time to worry about a fishing line? It's ready, Mrs. Andrews. Oh, great. Hello, Mr. Andrews. I brought the real creel this time and... Archie, what happened? I fell on my nose. Golly, how'd you do that? He tripped on a fishing line. Veronica, what are you doing here? Well, if you must know, I brought Miss Dangerous my father's wading boots. Hmm, came over to see Archie, you know. Now, now, girls, just a minute. We have enough trouble right now without you two getting into any hair-pulling matches. So before this goes any further, Betty, I want you to stand right where you are and not move for anything. Do you hear me? Yes, Mr. Andrews. And Veronica, I want you to go over to that couch and sit down. But I always... Veronica, I said sit down and stay seated. Well, all right. What was that? Your fishing rod. Oh, all right. For a minute, I thought it was you, my fishing rod. Veronica, did you break my fishing rod? Fred, you told her to sit down there yourself. Mary, I... Molly, it sure is broken. Betty, I... How are you going to go fishing now, Dad? Archie, you I... feel like they do in Hawaii. Jughead, just be... I'm awful sorry, Mr. Andrews. Now, just a minute here. Just one minute. This nonsense has gone far enough. Too far, in fact. Yes, Mr. Andrews. Yes, dear. Yes, Dad. Uh-huh. Jug, be quiet. <laughs> now, evidently, I made a serious mistake when I decided to go fishing half an hour ago. I assumed that I could go fishing when I wanted to, just like millions of men do. But I was wrong. In this house, nobody does anything like other people do. Yes, Mr. Andrews. Yes, dear. Yes, Dad. Oh, I don't know. Jughead, be quiet. <laughs> my efforts to go fishing have caused only trouble and more trouble until now my fishing line is torn, my fishing rod is broken, and Archie has a bump on his nose. So it is quite obvious that I'd better quit trying to go fishing right now before the house burns down or somebody gets killed. So let's all forget about my fishing trip. You kids can just go on home, and I'll spend the rest of the afternoon quietly reading my newspaper. I... You're fine. Jughead, answer that, please. Okay, Mrs. Andrews. Now, I hope that settles that. Veronica, you take those fishing boots and Is go... Is it Dr. Mr. Andrews? Well, hello, Mr. Andrews. Oh, hello, hello, Mrs. Dr. Andrews. Hello, Dr. Well, now, what seems to be the trouble? There's lots of trouble, Doctor, but all you have to worry about is Archie. That's enough. Jug, be quiet. Archie? What's wrong with Archie? He tripped a few minutes ago and fell on his nose. Oh, I see. Well, let's have a look at that nose, Archie. Where does it hurt? Right here. Uh, is that the only place? Uh-huh. Doesn't hurt here at all? Nope. Oh, is it serious, Doctor? No, Mrs. Andrews, not at all. From what I can make out, the boy just has a simple bruise and he'll be fine by tomorrow. Gee whiz. You see, Mary, I told you there was no reason to call the doctor. I told you Archie was all right. I said... Yes, Archie's all right, Mr. Andrews, but you're not. Yes, I... Huh? That's right. Your nerves certainly seem to be in bad shape. My nerves? Oh, Doc, that's just because I'm a little upset about... It doesn't matter what you're upset about, Mr. Andrews. I've I... told you time and time again that with your blood pressure, you mustn't get too excited. Yeah. You did say that. So I insist, Mr. Andrews, for your own good, that you listen and obey my orders. Well, sure, Doc. What do you want me to do? I want you to relax, Mr. Andrews, right now. 
And there's nothing that I can recommend more than that you take the rest of the day off and go out and go fishing. Do a little... Do. I go... Go fishing. I think I've been driving all night. And now, back to the Andrews. It's later that same day, and peace and quiet have been restored to the Andrews household. Well, Mary, I've decided to take the doctor's advice after all and go fishing. Oh, but Fred, Yes, sir, I... I'm leaving all the fancy stuff at home. Take along a hook and a line, I'll cut myself a fish pole when I get out there. That way I'm sure to have a nice, peaceful time. Probably catch more fish that way. But, Fred, well, I... Well, Mary, what is it? You can't go fishing now. Archie took the car for the rest of the afternoon. Oh, no. <laughs> to another transcribed chapter of Archie Andrews, written by Carl Jampel, and based on the copyrighted feature appearing in Archie Comics magazine. Archie is played by Bob Hastings, Jughead by Harlan Stone, Mom and Dad Andrews are played by Alice Yorman and Arthur Q. Bryan. Veronica and Betty are played by Gloria Mann and Rosemary Rice, and the doctor was Eric Dressler. Music is by George Wright. This program is produced and directed by Kenneth McGregor. Listen next Wednesday night when Kraft Caramels, Kraft Malted Milk, and Frizz again brings you Archie Andrews. Bob Warren speaking. So long. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's Archie Andrews, August 24th, 1949, starring Bob Hastings. Hope you enjoyed that. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Carol Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right, in this hour, gangbusters, but right now we're going to play our game. Is it real or is it ridiculous? Yeah, we're going to go back to that, and we're going to do a little Kevin Bacon. The prize is general admission for two adults and two children to Sycamore Speedway. And we're going to go with caller number three. So call right now, 312-981-7200, and we will be right back. Come on, baby. We're going to talk to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. So glad you're caller number three. We're going to get right to Kevin Bacon. You ready, Carl? Yeah. Terrific number one. Yeah, it's making me hungry. Ba- the bacon? Yeah. Or with the junior mints that we talked no, about? No, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich <laughs> okay. would be right, really good right about now. All right, number one. He not only starred in the 1980 film Friday the 13th, but he also co-produced the film. Real or Ridiculous. 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 Number two. He performs in a band with his brother called Bring Home the Bacon. Real or ridiculous? Real. Real. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. What's what's the band called? Bacon Brothers. The Bacon Brothers. All right, so this is for Chris. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. So close, though. I told you she's sneaky. I had to think of something with the bacon. She's sneaky, Bring man. Bring on the bacon. Okay, number three. In 1995, Empire Magazine rated him as one of the 100 sexiest stars in Hollywood. Was that the same year that they voted me that, too? Uh, no, you were much earlier. Oh, you were back I? in the 1970s. Oh, okay. That was your prime. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Sure was, Lisa. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> too bad I didn't know you then. Oh, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> what do you think, guys? <laughs> what do you think, Chris? I think it's real. I I think it's real too. I think it's real too. It is real. 
All right. Well, you guys did a great job. And Chris, you are the winner because you have won general admission for two adults and two children to Sycamore Speedway, family owned since 1963. Plan your visit now at sycamorespeedway.com. Thank you so so much for calling and playing. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. All right, so uh, it is time now for Gangbusters. This was a government drama. It was created by Phillips H. Lord way back in 1935. It was known as the only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Now, of course, there were others after Gangbusters that kind of took that same idea, yeah. you know, where they took real stories and dramatized them. Of course, this is your FBI, Dragnet. There was a lot of different shows, Tales of the Texas Rangers. But this was the first one, Lisa. And uh, they dramatized FBI closed cases in association with the bureau director himself, J. Edgar Hoover. Then J. Edgar Hoover was a big fan of this show. And he kind of uh, was sort of uh, an emeritus to it. He made sure everything was just right. He wanted to make sure the FBI always looked great. On this show, it aired all the way until 1957. Then a TV version premiered in 1952, hosted for a time by Chester Morris. Chester Morris, of course, played Boston Blackie in the movies, in the Columbia Pictures, and he played him on radio for one season. But right now it's time for Gangbusters. This is called The Tennessee Triggermen. It stars Ted DeCorsia from June 19, 1948. Here is part one now of Gangbusters. Now Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case history. Tennessee trigger men who are skilled at kidnapping and bank robbery but have found their secret exposed by the glove compartment of a getaway car. Gangbusters has asked the Honorable Garner Robinson, Sheriff of Davidson County, Tennessee, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Sheriff Robinson, before we begin tonight's case, I think the Gangbusters audience would like to know that later in the program... We will hear from the Des Moines young woman who recognized a dangerous fugitive from the description given on a gangbuster's clue and was responsible for his apprehension. I'm anxious to hear myself, Don Gardner. You know, the alertness of gangbusters' listeners in helping apprehend these fugitives is really amazing. It's a tremendous help to us law enforcement officers. Thank you, Sheriff Robinson. Now, I know that the gangbusters case tonight involves a problem on which police officials must make frequent and difficult decisions. Well, how does tonight's case relate to this problem, Sheriff Robinson? According to our records, Don, the first pertinent event occurred early this year in the city of Flint, Michigan. About ten o'clock one evening, a young woman opened the door to the hillside cafe, a bar. She stepped inside, closed the door, and looked around. After a moment, she walked through the crowd to a table in the corner where another woman, a few years older, sat alone. Stella. Oh. You got your bag packed? No. Not yet, Stella. Well, don't stand there. Sit down. You want something to drink? Stella, what do you think? About what? About going. Give me a chance to get out of this town and I'm going. There's nothing here for me but misery. 
Well, I'm not so happy myself, you know. But your bag isn't packed. Ah, uh, it's different with you. You've known Andy Moats a long time. You know the kind of fellow he is and everything. I haven't been out with Chuck but only once. He thinks enough of you to ask you along, doesn't he? Sure, but... What's the matter? Don't you like him? He looks all right to me. Oh, I like him, I guess. I'm afraid... Afraid of what? Keep wise to yourself, honey. You never get any place being afraid. Okay, here's your chance. Supposing he doesn't work like we want it to. Then we'll come back. What have we got to lose? Sure, you can say that. But if I leave, I've got to stay away. It worse than ever when I came back. You know something? Chuck's sort of a funny guy. I never noticed. I didn't like him at first. He looked so mean. He turned out all right, didn't he? Sure. But he still looks mean. Like you wouldn't take much to make him mad. I don't think you have to worry. Oh, gee. I'd sure like to go. Then why don't you? What are you debating? All right. All right, I will. Now you're thinking straight. Go on home and get packed. I'll call the boys and tell them we're ready. Telephone, Chuck. Well, go on, answer. You're closer. Go on, will you? Yeah. Every time I sit down. Oh, it's a barber shop. You never stayed at a hotel with a barber shop. I'm looking forward to the day. Who is it? It's Stella. Hiya, baby. Chuck's there, huh? Yeah. How'd you make out? She'll go along. Okay, that solves everything. What's she say, Moats? Lucy going with us? Just a second, Stella. Yeah, Lucy's going. Stella says so. Okay, make it snappy. We've got work to do. Yeah. Hello, Stella. i got to make it snappy. Hey, look, I'm telling you right now, honey, I don't like the idea. Mm, who does? If it don't work, it's no skin off my back. It'll be okay, baby. Yeah, well, I'm going now to get Lucy. Where do we meet you? Just a second. Hey, Chuck, she wants to know where to meet us. Tell her to get the black sedan off the lot. Get the black sedan off the lot, baby. Yeah. Drive out the old hollow road, wait at the spot I showed her. Drive out the old hollow road and wait at the spot Chuck showed you. Okay, what time? What time, Chuck? Uh, between midnight and a quarter after. Between midnight and a quarter after, baby. All right. We'll all be there. The sedan and Lucy and Lucy's nursemaid. Oh, babe. Come on, will you? We gotta go, Stella. I'll see you. So long. Come on, let's get moving. Hey, just a second, Chuck. Stella don't like the idea of Lucy. Well, that makes us even. I don't like the idea of Stella. Oh, Chuck, how can you say that? She's my baby. I leave her here. It's like cutting off my pitching arm. Look, we made a bargain. No Lucy, no Stella. Well, at least Stella is wise. She knows what's going on. She knows what we're after. But this Lucy's liable to be a problem. Then she'll be my problem. Come on. The guy closes the store in 20 minutes. Wait a minute, will you? When she starts asking questions, what are you going to say? What are you going to tell her? You're a traveling salesman or something? I'm not going to say a thing, and neither are you, and neither is Stella. We stick up this guy tonight, we throw him into the car, we take him along till we meet the girls, then we dump him. Let Lucy think what she wants. But the first crack out of you, or out of Stella, and the whole deal's off. Is that straight? Why do you need a dang Is it straight? Yeah, it's straight. Okay. Well, let's go out and make some traveling expenses. Stella, they said a little after midnight. Mm Hmm? How much after midnight is it? Are you sure they said the old hollow road here? You'll be along, Lucy. Don't worry. You want some music? These new models got good radios. No. I'd hate to have to go home now. I told you they'd be here. Well, I hope so. You have any idea where we're going? I don't know. 
South, I guess. Why? What difference does it make? We're going. This is a funny place for them to meet us. What's the matter with back in town? Hey, look, honey, let's get something settled. If you're going to be a question box this whole trip, we got to come to an understanding right now. Oh, I'm sorry, Stella. It's just that I'm kind of... Wait, wait. Car. Is it them? I think so. Yeah. It's them. Who's that other man in the car with them? I don't know, honey. And I wouldn't ask. Why not? There you go with the questions again. Here's Chuck. And I'm glad to see him. I am glad. Hello, girls. Hello, Chuck. Well, sweetheart, you all set to travel? Sure. I guess so. Go on, Lucy. We'll ride in the back. Once we'll drive. All right, Chuck. The suitcases are in the trunk, Chuck. Good. Yeah, that guy will keep for a while, Chuck. Get in and drive. Okay. You're going to like this stuff, Lucy. I sure hope so. I'm going to show you the best time you ever had in your life. Yep. We're off. Yeah? To a bigger and fuller life. Chuck. Yeah, kiddo? Who was that other man? What other man? You know, in the car you came in. <laughs> You're a little bit mixed up, Lucy. There was no other man. Oh, but Chuck, I saw him with my... Okay. Now, here. We might as well start off right. I'm going to give you a little pocket money so you won't have to run to me for knickknacks. Oh, gee, thanks, Chuck. Well, look at it close. Why, oh, it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> and all in one piece. Oh, gee, I never saw a hundred dollar bill before. Except in the movies. And they're not real. Thanks, Chuck. What do I get for it? A kiss, you mean? Yeah, I mean. All right. Yeah. We're off to a great start, kiddo. I like you around. Just stay like you are and you can be around for a long time. I got big plans. In business, you mean? Yeah, kiddo. In business. Awful big plans. I got some big plans too, Lisa. Oh, I know you do, Carl. Big, big keep them to yourself, Carl. (laughs) That's first portion of Gangbusters with the case of the Tennessee Triggermen with Ted DeCorsia. And you know, you hear the quality of that show. That's a direct from a master recording, the Archie Andrews shows. And uh, prior to that, we listened to the Six Shooter, all of which were from direct 16-inch transcription discs. We licensed these shows directly from the rights holders, and we get the, the discs, and then we do a transfer. We have a couple of labs that um, we use in L.A., one in New York, one LA in L.A., and they do a transfer. And then Mike Gastella has a, a toolkit of all kinds of digital processing. We make these shows sound amazing. They probably sound better than when they first aired. And that's the shows that we use uh, in the Classic Radio Club. So if you are a fan of Classic Radio and you want them to be in really good quality so you can understand and hear everything they're uh, saying, because, you know, there's there's other companies out there that play Classic Radio or sell Classic Radio, but they don't have the master recordings and they don't have the sound quality we have. So we uh, we formed a club called the Classic Radio Club, and you can join and get 10 amazing quality classic radio shows sent to you each and every month. 
every month, 10 shows plus liner notes. Right, Lisa? Right. And I was going to say, if you are debating about joining for yourself or sending a gift for someone else as a membership, now is the time to do it because we have a special going on right now that's only $1 for the first month. And you're not going to beat that. It's never going to be less than $1 for the first no. month. So, <laughs> so this is your golden opportunity to give it a shot, whether it's for you or whether it's for a gift. What a great gift that is yeah. to send somebody yeah. a gift that continues every single month. Right. So, um, you know, whether it's a birthday or anniversary or just on a kind of because, those are the best kind of gifts, actually. Yeah, especially um, if, uh, if they like... Uh, you know, audio books. Maybe they are an audio book lover or a classic radio lover. These are these are amazing. And they get sent to you on five CDs in a collector case each and every month, or you can get ten shows sent via digital download, and uh, the liner notes in that way as well. And uh, you can cancel at any time. This is not like you join and you're hooked into it. It's nothing like that. If you want to cancel, just cancel. And then we stop sending you the CDs or the digital downloads. But it's all at our website at ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. We hope you'll check it out. Right now, a a quick commercial break. Then it's more. uh, Well, we'll have news and then gangbusters. Stick around. Hey, don't forget, Lisa Wolf. You know what? You and I. And a whole bunch of our uh, listeners are going on a cruise. We are. We are going to Bermuda. We're going to Bermuda. We're going to sail away. (laughs) Come sail away. That should be our theme song. Come and sail away with me. That sticks. It is? It is. I think it is. I think you're right. Thanks, Carl. I think it is sticks. (laughs) I saw sticks in concert once at the Rosemont Horizon. 1970s. (laughs) They changed now. They're not called the Rosemont Horizon anymore. They're something else. Allstate Center or something Mm -hmm. like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I saw a lot of concerts there. Rosemont Horizon, Elton John, Billy Joel, the Rolling Stones, Michael Jackson. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When I was younger, I saw a lot of, a lot of bands. When, when you were in your prime when in I was, the 70s. Yeah, <laughs> 60, 70 years ago when I was 20. <laughs> Um, yeah, but um, we're going on a cruise, so we'd love you to join us, folks. Uh, mark it down on your calendar, August 1st, 2020. So about a year from now, we will be uh, sailing away. We're uh, taking off out of New York, and uh, it's to Bermuda, St. George, and then, what was the other one? St. George and Hamilton. That's right. Right? That is correct. Two islands over there. Two islands over there. (laughs) And what we did not mention last time we talked about it, we did mention we have a great group price because we are on a fancy-dancy Oceana cruise, and the name of the ship is called Insignia, but the price starts at $11.99. Can you imagine? That's seven nights. Seriously, that's seven nights. It includes gratuities, it includes Wi-Fi, and it includes this O-Life choice promotion. You You can choose some shore excursions, a beverage, package, onboard credit, but in either event, really, it's a really, really good deal. If you shop around, you'll find out that this is truly a great deal. Right. And Carl and I will be there, and yeah. we would love to have you being a part of this And you know, I'm us. like a foodie. I like good food, and I am this told is, that Oceana supposed to is supposed to be the best with the food. Oh, man, I can't wait. Right. I'm and hungry. I, I know you. I can <laughs> <Hungry>. tell. <laughs> I, I wish I was Give on that Oceana cruise right now. <laughs> and Insignia is completely remodeled. It's like a brand new ship. They've just remodeled it. It's going to be amazing. We want you to come along with us. What's the 800 number, 800-856-1155. 
Right. Or go to our website, WGNRadioTheater.com, and just scroll down. You'll see a banner for the cruise. Click that. takes you right to the website. All of the information's there. Call and uh, reserve your cabin. It's going to go quick. And uh, a year, you know, a year flies by. It does. Flies by. Right? Yes. So. It does. Come with us. Come with us. Come sail away. Come, on come sail away. Hey, with come me. on a cruise with us. <laughs> We're going to Bermuda. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thank you, Roger Baddish. It is 1.37 in the morning. Thanks for staying up late with us. And when we come back here tonight, well, actually, Lisa is going on vacation. I am. She's not going to be here. Just for a few days. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be here today. But I can still tell you what you're going to play, even though I won't be listening. What am I going to (laughs) play without you here? You are going to play the Jack Benny program, which is one of my favorites, and Broadway is my beat. I'm going to Arizona for a few days just just to relax, and then I'll be back. Man, it must be nice to be rich. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it must be. I wish I was as rich as Lisa. I wish I knew what it was wish like to be rich. I could take off work all the time. All the time. And <laughs> go on vacation. All the drive time. Drive around in her well, private I'm jet. I'm sure the next or time. Fly around, I should say fly around in her private fly. jet. The next time I'll be taking off will probably be Christmas. So You'll find something else. Probably. To, you'll, you'll figure out something else. I'll, I'll work on it. Some other place to go. I'll see if I can come up with something. She's got a fleet of cars. I drive and a of Yugo. Course, but you just had your Yugo, Yugo. detail. It's clean. Didn't yeah, you? it's clean. It's going to smell great 1978 inside. 1978 Yugo. She's got a Maybach. She's got a Rolls. Honestly, I Lamborghini. think the Yugos came out in 80 or 81. Well, mine was a prototype. Okay. <laughs> you got it. You got in a little bit early. She has a uh, Maserati. I just got the new t- uh, 2020 Corvette. Yeah, she's got a Corvette. There's she a new, has... brand new one coming out. I know. Out. Yeah. I know. I got she... it. And uh, she Got has it. a McLaren, <laughs> and she has a Jaguar, or a Jaguar, however a ja- they say jaguar. it. A Jaguar. Don't forget about my Maserati. And then she has an Audi. She has yeah, all kinds of great cars. I do. I have an Audi R8. Wow, it's a man. Pretty cool she's car. Got, she's got, you name it's it. It's a convertible. Do you like convertibles? She, yeah. <laughs> she's got, she's got uh, what else do you have? Mercedes. I have a Tesla. That's my favorite Volvo. car. The Tesla is the best because it drives itself. Right. See? Yeah. It's, it's a smart car. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, if, you know, if I had a Tesla, Lisa, you wouldn't be so nervous in the car. You should have seen her today driving You should have seen him you today driving seen this. here. You were driving You should have seen fast. Lisa today in the car. I because wish I had a camera. Because it was crowded and you were I driving to have a really camp. fast. You know what? We should do a, a, a Facebook Live. You should we see should. what she does in the car. Okay. She's who is panicking she? Who is she? Who are you talking time. to? I'm driving. I'm just driving. I'm, no, I'm you're driving not just in my driving. Yugo. How fast were you driving? How fast were you driving? I was I was not speeding. I don't believe you. I don't you. speed. I'm not a scofflaw. Maybe just a little bit. I was maybe going two miles over. <laughs> maybe two. And she's like, or so. <laughs> you're flying. This is what. This is how she makes these sounds. What? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. <sighs> All the cars are breaking. There's construction. No, I'm not breaking. And we're flying around them on the That's left lane. Right. You I was fly around a them. Nervous. You don't have to break. You fly around yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to break. That says everything. This is a live right radio there. show. We can't be late for the break. live radio show. Oh, we we weren't late. She should have seen her. She was trying. I'm like, you're making me nervous now. Good. Slow down then. <laughs> Gosh, she's a terrible. Passenger, you're terrible. Terrible. If 
I had a uh, Tesla, though, you would probably be fine with I it, I would right? be fine. Jeez. Maybe that's your next It's almost worth buying a Tesla. <laughs> What's just the so almost I don't have part? To, it's almost worth buying it. Is it is worth it. Yeah, so I don't have to hear you talk. I won't do that oh, in the girl. Tesla. I won't do that. I Gosh, promise. Man, All right, chill work, out. Why don't you work so on just it? Just close your eyes, relax. Lay back, just enjoy All the right. ride. Well, like know? go about twenty miles an hour slower, and I might be able to do that. All right, let's okay. get back now to gangbusters. So, Don, after obtaining two thousand dollars in this midnight robbery in Flint, Michigan, Chuck Craig, Andy Motes, and their women companions headed south. The criminals anticipated new crimes, and the women looked forward to the adventure of travel. But all was soon to learn that a car racing bullets is anything but adventure. You were telling us, Sheriff Robinson, that the criminals Chuck Craig and Andrew Motes pulled a $2,000 robbery in Flint, Michigan, then headed south in the company of the young women Stella and Lucy. That's right, Don. They drove leisurely through Indiana and Kentucky, carefully looking for hold-up victims. Finally, they arrived in Nashville, Tennessee where one night the two couples went dancing at one of the largest nightclubs in the South. For Craig and Moats, the nightclubbing was not entirely for pleasure. They were looking the place over with a view toward staging a robbery there later. At the moment, the band had just finished a set of numbers. Waiting for Chuck and Lucy to return from the dance floor, Moats and Stella sat at their table. All right. So I'm complaining. What do you expect me to do? Ah, Stella, cut it out, will you? Oh, what does he think she is, a little angel or something? Lucy can't know this. Don't let Lucy find out that. You ask me, she knows more than the three of us put together, and she's just smart enough to make herself the center of the show. Look, there's only one thing to worry about. As long as she sticks around, Chuck says you can too. You gotta just... Okay, here they come. Hey, want you to dance? No, honey. I don't get any pleasure out of having this ox walk all over me. Who's an ox? Did you get a chance to look around the place, Mons? What kind of a chance? How long have we been here? We just spot, uh... Yeah, he's over at the bar. Good. Uh, look, uh, why don't you two girls go potty your nose, huh? Sure. Come on, Lucy. Oh, gee, I want to finish my drink. Come on, honey. Let's powder our nose. All right. We'll be back right away. Okay, Motes. See if we can catch the guy's eye. Yeah. Yeah, he got it. He's coming over. How much do you think we can get out of this joint, Moats? Chuck, look. What? Don't you think this Lucy business is going far enough? What do you mean, far enough? I mean, neither she's with us or she ain't. I can't go peeking around corners to see if she's there before I open my mouth. I like it the way it is. Yeah, but why tie ourselves down? Stella says Who she's... Who cares what Stella says? What are you saying, this Lucy? She's a blank. All right, she's a blank, but she's okay for me. I like him that way. Quiet, here he is. Hi, fellas. What's doing? Anything? Well, sit down, Monty. Oh, yeah, thanks. I didn't want to come over with the dames here. Well, uh, what about it? Nothing about it. I've been scouting around, see? I know this Nashville town. Know a lot of people. All right, so you know a lot of people. What about this joint? Steer clear of it. It's a bum deal. That'd be a cinch. You see, you ask my advice and you know everything. What's the matter with this place, Monty? Joint's always full of cops, city guys, deputies, you know. Lots of them come in for a good time when they're off. It's loaded with cops right now. Yeah? You'd never make it. Never in a million years. Okay. 
and we won't even try. Mm, smart, smart. We're running kind of low, Chuck. How about a bank? You got anything against banks? Mm, looks good. We're interested. This one, you got no trouble. Uh, if it's no trouble, there's no dough. Plenty, plenty of dough. Come here. Yeah. Goodlitzville. You ever hear Goodlitzville? Oh, where's that? Not far in the county. The bank there. Cinch, believe me, a cinch. I don't believe in cinches. Four people tops. That's all you got to worry about. Four people. A oh, burglary alarm, yeah. One of them kind that rings downtown. Gives you plenty of time. You can handle a bank like that. Yeah, we'll look it over. Ten percent for the finger. Ten percent. A deal. Well, I gotta go. I got a date. Okay. Well, uh, look it over, huh? Look it over. We will, Monty. I'm seeing you around. How long do you have to be in a racket before you get that way? Don't worry about him. He knows this town. He's a handy guy to have around. Yeah, but what about this bank, Chuck? No banks are set up. Well, it sounds pretty good. If it looks as good as it sounds, we make it. That ought to get it. Well, Chuck, can't you fix the car after breakfast? The table's all set. Yeah, we might as well wait for Maud. She'll be back any second. Oh, gee, I hope so. I'm stuck. Well, I guess I'll go back in the cabin and tell Stella. Uh, wait a minute, Lucy. Yeah? Uh, go look in the glove compartment. You'll find another pair of pliers. Get them for me, will you, honey? Sure. Hey, where did Monks go? He had something to do. So early? Uh, this glove compartment? Is there another one? Well, I want to be sure. You want... Oh. Well, bring me the pliers. I'm waiting. I can't, Chuck. What do you mean you can't? I didn't know there were guns in there. I'm afraid to touch those guns. <laughs> guns won't bite you. What do you need them for? I didn't know you had any guns. Well, we do a lot of traveling, baby. We gotta have them for protection. Oh. Now you just forget about those guns. Ah, oh, there's Mott. Whose car's that? Where did he get it? But he uh, borrowed it from a friend in town. Uh, we got important business dates this morning. We need two cars. Oh. Now, you go on in and tell Stella we'll be ready for breakfast in a minute. Well, how do you like the new boss neat, huh? Hi, Lucy. Morning. Well, I'll tell Stella you're about ready. What's eating her? Nothing. Skip it. Don't you have any trouble? Hmm, kind of trouble. The garage door was open, the keys were in the ignition. I walked in and drove it away. Okay. You know, Chuck, that burglar alarm in this job's got me worried. I'll let him hit the alarm. There won't be a cop closer than five minutes away. We can be out of there in two minutes flat. But remember, the bank's going to be no sense for the two of us to handle. we got to be on our toes from the second we pull up to the time we drive away. Come on, let's go and have a bite. That's for me. I always work better on a full stomach. Yeah, they need plenty. We've got uh, plenty of a job on our hands. Okay, everybody stay where you are. It's a heist. Shut up and you'll be okay. I don't want a word out of any of you. Keep quiet. Here comes a couple of customers, I think. Dames, read them. Okay, girls, keep quiet. Quiet. Come in and shut the door. 
walk over there with the rest of them. Go on, walk, will you? That's the way. Keep it up and you won't get hurt. Get them all in the closet. I'll get the dough. Right. right. And fast. I think they touched off the alarm. Go on, walk, you too. Come on, Ollie. Get over there. Get over there. Go on, in the closet. Get in there. Come on, you guys. Make it snappy. Now, look in here. Get in there. Don't go. You two, you two. Go on. Now, all of you, keep quiet or you'll see what's inside of a gun. Roll in, pal. Okay. How's it take? Good. Watch out, I'm coming over the rail. Come in. All right, let's get out of here. Take your time, walk to the car. They turn the alarm button, it'll be okay. Hold it at the door. Looks all right on the street. Okay, open up. Much obliged, bank. Walk to the car, easy. Looks like we're gonna make it. Go on. Get it started. How much dough, Bob? Get it moving. Get it. Listen, cops, move. Cop, closer than five minutes, you right. say. They're gonna try to cut us off. I'll fix him. Hey, they're shooting back. Move. Hey! Drive when you drive. Shots must have hit the tank. Yeah. Hey, how about it? We can't stay here on the road. We're like sitting ducks. No. Come on. I could go back to that station for some gas. Don't be crazy. Take your coat off. What? Take it off. Okay. Now, look. We separate and walk back to the cabin. Cops won't think anything of one guy alone and in shirt sleeves. Now, you get back there as soon as you can, and then we'll pull out. Okay. Okay. We'll cut through the road. Hey, see these woods? We'll cut through there. You go that way, and I'll head through here. Just a minute. Let's split up the dough, just in case of a time. We haven't got time. I'll see you at the cabin. I want the dough split up now. Look, do you want the dough, or do you want to get nailed? I'll carry it back, and we'll cut it up there. I'll get moving. Lucy. Yeah? What are you sitting there dreaming for? Get packed. The boy said we're pulling out as soon as they get back. Okay, Stella. Now, what's the matter with you? I don't know. I got a funny feeling. Ah, get packed. Do you know Chuck had a couple of guns in the glove compartment? No kidding. I went to look at them again after they left. They took the guns. Well, don't you worry your little head about it. Just get packed. Stella, what do they really do? For business, I mean. Look, who are you kidding? 
Oh, really? You put on this dumb act for three weeks now. Chuck can't see through you, I can. What do you mean? You're not so stupid you don't know what's going on around you. Oh, what's going on? Sure, you got everything to gain. If you play dumb, you got a good answer for the cops when the time comes. What has the police got to do with that? Honest to goodness. I don't understand. The boys are out sticking up a bank right now. As if you didn't know. Yeah, what? Hi. Oh, Chuck. We're in trouble. We gotta move fast. Where's Moats? He'll be along. Chuck, you didn't, did you? I didn't what? She's kidding me. He didn't hold up any back. Don't let her put anything over on you, Chuck. She knew all the time. How could she miss? I didn't, Chuck. I didn't. What's the idea, Stella? She didn't fool me a minute. It's a good thing I don't have time to go into this right now. Come on, let's get the stuff in the car. I'm staying right here. I'm not going anyplace. You're going to do what I tell you. I won't. I... All right, huh? get him up. Oh. Every window's covered. Okay, we won't try anything. Holcomb of the sheriff's office. Your partner was right. Said you'd come back. We've been waiting for you. I didn't know anything about it until just this minute. That's right, copper. She's clean. Don't let her kid you. The kidding is over for all of you. From now on, it's all serious business. Come on. Join your friend Moats in the lockup. Well done. That was how this gang of bank robbers was broken up only a few hours after they staged the holdup. Craig and Moats each received terms of 71 years, which they're now serving in the state prison at Nashville. But what about the girls, Stella and Lucy, Sheriff Robinson? In Stella's case, Don, the fact that she had guilty knowledge of what her companions were up to was quite obvious to John Cole and Jim Richardson, investigators for Attorney General J. Carlton Loser. She was sentenced to a term of one to five years, which she is now serving. With Lucy, it was a different matter. The criminals insisted they kept all knowledge of their activities from her. So she was released in custody of her parents and returned to Michigan. Well, thank you, Sheriff Robinson. And gangbusters, congratulations to the police officers who participated in the apprehension of these criminals. Now, as a special feature, Gangbusters presents an interview with the young woman who helped apprehend Kaz Robert Henderson, indicted for grand larceny in King County, state of Washington, whom she recognized from a Gangbusters clue. And here she is from the studios of KRNT, ABC's outlet in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm Mrs. Ralph Cullender, age 24, and the wife of a doctor and World War II Air Corps veteran. And you recognized Kaz Robert Henderson, the fugitive wanted by Seattle authorities. Yes, I did, Mr. McEwen. The clue on the Gangbusters program four weeks back said that Henderson had the letters True Love tattooed on the back of his fingers and that he might seek work as an electrician. Well, I was working for the Keith Electric Construction Company here in Des Moines. And Henderson actually walked into your office a week ago? Yes. And he asked for a job as an electrician, just as it said he might on gangbusters. Then he rested his hands on the office railing, and I saw the tattoo. I wanted to scream. But you didn't. No. I ushered him into the office of our vice president, Mr. Kyman, for an interview. I signaled Mr. Kyman to stall him there. While Mr. Kyman stalled him, I called the police. When Henderson walked out, he walked right into the arms of two detectives. Well, you were observant and cool-headed, Mrs. Cullender. I remember the point of the gangbusters clue that affected me. The fact that Kaz Robert Henderson might seek work as an electrician. On behalf of gangbusters, I congratulate you, Mrs. Cullender, and award you this check for $200. Thank you, Mr. McCune, and thanks to gangbusters. My husband and I can use the money. We're expecting a baby, and I'm leaving my job July 1st. Well, good luck, Mrs. Ralph Cullender. Now, this is Charles McEwen, transcribed from the studios of KRNT, Des Moines, Iowa, switching you back to Gangbusters in New York. Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by William Sweets 
with Ted DeCorsha and Susan Douglas in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production. That was directed by William Sweets. He was really a sweet guy, you know? He was... He was he, such a sweet guy. He was sweat, sweet. Sweet. The case of the Tennessee Triggerman from June 19th, 1948. Ted DeCorsia, I hope you enjoyed that.